jam's nasty. I'm good, just as have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry! Way downtown! Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! The five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal! Alright, welcome back to another episode. Special episode tonight. This is the third podcast I've done this week. And to be honest, I'm getting a bit sick of it, but... Let's rip in. I've been keen as to get this bloke on our podcast. Chris from the Sheep Station. Uh, what do you call it? Sheep Station Cup? Is that what it is? Oh, we did a bit of a rebrand. We're just the Sheep Station Dynasty podcast now. Uh, we were the Sheep Station Cup, but no one knew what the hell we're talking about. So, anyway, I've been keen as to get you on. Um, I'm in a survival league. For the listeners that are listening and you know what I'm talking about, if you know, you know. Uh, Chris runs a survival league. It's elite. Um so I'm keen as to get him on, have a chat about mainly Dynasty and, and Rookies. Um, we've also got Brew and Beard, the usual gang, and Rowdy's over here still trying to turn on his headset. Um, but I think it's working. <laughs> Rowdy, who has uh, just recently found Twitter and has gone, been going ballistic. It's been glorious. <laughs> uh, I think I'm matching uh, Donald Trump's Twitter Twitter <laughs> for the daily total. Yeah, I think. Oh, you'll be blocked soon. You watch out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Brew, how are you going? Excellent. Very good to good. be here. Where in your uh, – what number is that? Rob Gronkowski, 87, back when know. he was a Patriot. I thought it was going to be number 12. <laughs> uh, was, Daniel said that would be too, hey, um, to too predictable. <laughs> how good was Gronk last week, by the way? We didn't really talk about him much. He was unbelievable. That anyway, he was. Uh, Beard, how you going? Good, mate. Good. Happy to be back on again. Starting to rack up the numbers now. Yeah, well, i tell you what. I had a quick look at our uh, listenership today, and they've been going pretty good. So it must be a lot to do with Beard and Brew over here, uh, <laughs> making up for me and Rowdy. Um, uh, anyway, we'll get into some questions. Oh, first, I want to ask about the Sheep Station podcast. I listened to it occasionally last year like it's been i've been subscribed to it on on apple podcasts for for ages along with about fifteen thousand other fantasy podcasts so <laughs> i listened to it sporadically last year um but it's very proper like your analysis especially your knowledge on rookies I always found was was spot on and um yeah and and knowing knowing sort of where they've come from like like if someone asks me where did um, where did Jamar Chase go to high school? I, I wouldn't have a clue. But you like that might be a vague question. But you blokes knew all that stuff, and, and I was like, you know, you you've obviously been watching the NFL for a while and playing fantasy for a long time. So tell us tell us how you started in that sort of sense. Yeah. So originally we we started in the redraft. I think everyone starts in the redraft mode, right? You you get the get your feet wet, and then. I don't know, just we all of a sudden found these dynasty leagues and um, we thought, you know what, we've got a pretty pretty dedicated 10 blokes that we usually just, you know, they're coming back every year. We might as well just keep keep the teams that we've got. And, um, you know, it was a kind of growing thing five, six years ago and we, we kind of jumped on board pretty early. And uh, from that, we, we started our podcast just 
talking shit about the league and, you know, trying to rip into each other. And, uh, you know, we, we started to get a bit of a few listeners and people started to, I think, like what we were doing. So, um, yeah, we just we just kept going with it. Um, then the rookie drafts all started. So we, we started diving into a bit of the rookie analysis and watching a bit of tape and looking at a bit of the history and stuff from, uh, you know, previous years and whatnot. So uh, it's definitely a lot of time into it, um, into the rookie analysis for sure. It's, you know, Trying to trying to sift your way through all of the thousands of rookies that they've they've got in these drafts and try and find the gem in the in the rough. So it's uh, yeah, it's definitely become well, I'd say a little bit more than a hobby. But <laughs> yeah, um, yes, we're still classified as a hobby. <laughs> well, I must say you've got yeah, a, you've got about there over a thousand followers on Twitter, which is quite impressive for an Australian. <laughs> NFL fantasy sort of what do you call it content provider. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably uh, one of our our podcast pointer. He gets on there and he does a fair bit of the Twitter work, so that's all all all, all him. Not not much to do with us. <laughs> I'm still I, I go on on Twitter maybe once or twice and try and figure out how to do stuff, but he's definitely our tech guy. <laughs> well, uh, we were all Facebook. We well me and me and Rowdy are NRL super coach players. Like we. We did NRL fantasy. And we've been doing it forever. I so say to these two, like Beard and Brew, you've been doing it forever too. But uh, we're always on Facebook in the Facebook groups doing NF, uh, NRL draft. And then when we decided to venture into NFL, um, we've been playing NFL forever, but we decided to venture our podcast into NFL. We hooked up with Beard and Brew. And uh, yeah, they've been awesome on Twitter, getting us, getting us followers. Just retweeting beards amazing you've got friends all over the world beard that just seem to retweet our <laughs> our podcast stuff which is unreal so happy days we're sort of glow- yeah, it's definitely growing. A, a, a growing kind of thing in australia i've noticed mm. uh dynasty seems to be taken off quite dramatically so which is good because it's you know it's always good to see if your values are right and um you know you see some of these trades go through and you just Wow, if only that happened in my league. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about it. We should, yeah. yeah. I did I did write down some trades. I, I made about four I got a couple trades can, today. So I can show you as well. We might get we might get to it at the end, but we'll touch on some questions um, that I've written down for you. Um, so you said your your longest dynasty league has been going for five years. Was that a startup when you did it five years ago? Yeah. Did you sort of enter into it? Yeah, no, we did a we did a startup. Um, that was from the the boys from the uh, the redraft league. Um, we transitioned across to dynasty and did the the startup um, from yeah, so from scratch. Um, I think that was back in the Todd Gurley was going at. I got him at pick two. I was the second pick, and one of the other uh, guys on the podcast, you, is he got uh, Odell Beckham at pick one. So <laughs> um, it was that year when those two were booming. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. So that was, I got CMC at the back end of the second. So that might so have been 27, 27, Yeah, Yeah. So um, just before CMC went gangbusters and there was all that hype, hmm. I got him in the back of the second and I was like, oh, geez, not sure about this pick. And then he just, so I was cheering. So you had Gurley and CMC in 27, Yeah, Gurley, CMC, yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. It have was, you still got Gurley? I've still got Gurley. I uh, sitting, on sitting on my bench. Just I think it's a sentimental thing. I just can't cut him. <laughs> he was my first pick in this in this league, and I just don't want to get rid of him. <laughs> my oldest league. There's still actually, hope, right? I actually tweeted about my oldest league the other day. I I took took a screenshot of my bench, and um, yeah, purely for sentimental reasons. I'll read out a couple of names in here, like AJ Green's there as a 
distraught Bengals fan. Um, <laughs> all day. I've still got him. Todd Gurley's there. I didn't even realize I had Todd Gurley. So, um, yeah, that's about all that's really noteworthy. Jared Cook. I think I've had Jared Cook since we started. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, um, I didn't do a startup. I took over for someone's team in a dynasty league in about 2015. And yeah, I only really got into it the last, really got into it the last few years. Um, but anyway, all right. What, what rookies were you coming into this year? What rookies were you really excited to see after the draft coming into Yeah, we, NFL? um, Going off all of the the stuff we were doing, I was I was always looking. Obviously, you're looking for that running back, right? You're looking for the next CMC, and always going after those. So obviously, you're looking where Najee was falling, and you're looking where Javante was falling, and you know you think, well, Najee's landed in the prime spot. I think week one's shown that he's he's the guy there. Um, I was I had a, a big big crush on Michael Carter. Uh, unfortunately, that hasn't quite paid out. And luckily, I didn't get any shares of him. Everyone was just sniping me because I think they just knew that I like Michael Carter. <laughs> so I, uh, I missed out on him in the rookie draft, the pick before me, and then I, I got stuck with uh, with Trey Sermon. Uh, so I suppose, you know, much of a muchness. They've both been pretty ordinary. <laughs> well, we'll, um, we'll, we'll touch on, before we move on, but move on, what, what mm. do you think is going to happen in that 49ers backfield this weekend? I think they'll just keep rolling with uh, with Elijah Mitchell until until something bad happens. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it'll be still the split. Uh, I think Trey Sermon might actually get on the field. Well, he might suit up this week. Uh, might get a couple of touches, but hard to tell. I think Elijah Mitchell showed that he could do it last week, so why wouldn't they um, just keep rolling yeah. with him until until he does something wrong? I suppose um, there's obviously still going to be a bit of a, a timeshare in that backfield. There's always going to be a timeshare in these Shanahan back in, backfields, but. Uh, yeah, I can see him getting the majority of the carries at least. Um, I'd be starting him in an RB spot for sure this week. Um, well, what do you? What do you know, other boys think? What have you read the last day or two? Pretty much that. It's yeah. going to be a split. Hasty will get his touches. Um, Sermon will get his touches if they, you know, if they in fact do. You know, Shanahan's a bit of smoke and mirrors kind of guy. Uh, Jeff Wilson will come back soon as well. So. It's it's almost a, a backfield I'm kind of avoiding. If I can move these guys now off a hot week, I'd mm. move them. Uh, if if you know Hasty or or Sermon comes out this week and has a bit of a banger, I'd be trying to trying to flip them for for something a little bit more consistent. Um, pretty much straight away. Even picks if you're a rebuilding team, go and get some picks for him because I don't think it's something you can trust week in week out. I actually saw a trade today, or someone picked up. Um, Elijah Mitchell used oh, like sixty dollars, sixty percent of their of their fab to pick up Elijah Mitchell and then traded him for I think it was two picks. I think it was two thirds, or maybe a third and a second um, for Elijah Mitchell. And did that all within an hour. <laughs> what what do you, Brew? What do you think of the Elijah Mitchell Trey Sermon saga? Uh, I think long term uh, it'll be Sermon. Um, so in my dynasty leagues, I'm happy to hold on to Sermon. Um, I'm not looking to sell him. I, I think he's a real talented player, one of the best running backs in in this class. Um, so I'm happy to hold him. Um, I think it's going to be Mitchell's year now. Um, I think based on what he did last week and the fact that he'll probably start this week, I think if you could have got him 
on the waivers this week, it might have been worth it because it's normally the first couple of rounds where sometimes you get that diamond in the rough where it can win you a comp because you get them now. Uh, you don't really find that as much in the middle of the season. So I had a crack at him in multiple leagues uh, and I missed out on every league. Um, and then I'm in the um, moving the chains top sport charity league mm. and our waivers were accidentally set to the next day. Um, so I saw how much he was going for and I put 51 bucks, so 51% on him. Yeah. But that, that, that league is worth, you know, $5,000. So I was like, you know what, risk it for the biscuit. If, if he does turn out to be that guy that can win you something, I may as well do it in the one where all the money's at. Brady, how many shares of Elijah Mitchell did you get in the last day? Um, I think I've got maybe two out of twenty-six leagues. So <laughs> you put a I, I got in out, every league. I got out bid. I got out bid probably about four times. <laughs> and yeah, well, as a as a Mostert owner, it kind of hurt. It's mm. it's hurting massively. Like I've yeah, I've got twelve shares of Mostert that I can't move now. So all the Sydney and I are yeah, I'm the same yeah. um, with a few. I've been smashed for injuries this week too. Um, what what rookies apart from Elijah Mitchell? What rookies did you like after after week one? Chris, I'll start with you. Uh, quite a few. The Jamar Chase breakout was was pretty real. I think there was Absolutely. a few question marks over his preseason. Bloody hell, uh, couldn't catch a pass, and then all of a sudden he's he's catching him like he's Jarvis Landry sort of thing. So mm. um, yeah, he he definitely impressed me. Um, <laughs> Obviously, Mitchell was was in great form. Uh, I was actually pretty surprised by uh, Kenny Gamewell in mm. Philadelphia. Uh, the amount of, the amount that he got on the field was actually a bit of a surprise. Like we 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 had a sneaky little feeling about him in our little preseason chat that he might be able to do a few things here or there, but uh, he really impressed me. Um, I'm game on then Devonte Smith, of course. He uh, first touchdown or first catch was a touchdown. You can't really start your career better than that, can you? There was something that, something about it was the exact same spot he scored the um, winning touchdown. Yeah, in I saw that this morning. Yeah, final last year. A beard. You brought up Kenny Gamewell. I think last night's part about being a uh, waiver target for this week. Yeah. What, yeah. Other, what other rookies did you like? Uh, personally, on? I liked Rondell Moore. Yeah. I was excited to see what he was going to do in that offense, and he didn't disappoint. So getting five targets so early on, I think, is a big thing for what lies ahead for this year. So it's going to be exciting watching him now. I found yeah. in our rookie drafts, Rashad Bateman and Rondale Moore, I was always tossing up between them two when it got to like mid second round or whatever in our rookie drafts. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, I found myself getting Rondale Moore a lot more just because of who's throwing him the ball. I just never liked those receivers at Baltimore, but, um, but then you ask other people and they'll say Rashad, Rashad Bateman's an easy pick over Rondale Moore, but I found them to fall into that mid-second round all the time, and I'm, I was always tossing up between them two. Um, yeah, what, what is the story with Rashad Bateman? When's he back for? How long is he out for? Uh, he's a few weeks away still. I think he was on six weeks IR. Yeah. I believe so. He'll still be off five weeks or whatever, and then see how long it takes him to get back into the offense when he gets back, so... But I think I just, people would have been scared off about Rondale Moore because of his size. Yeah. He's like, well, five foot seven, apparently. Who knows? 
and he's like 180 pounds. So for a five foot seven, he's built well, but I think people were just scared off by his height. But you watch how they use him in that offense, and he's going to be dynamic. So he couldn't have landed in a better spot. So should be a good year for him. Yeah, I'm a Cardinals fan. Uh, just oh, yeah. so you've you've made my day here, saying Rondell Moore. Uh, he's one of my answers to your question. You you sent a bunch of questions, obviously, through to me that I done a bit of prep for, and Rondell Moore is one of my trade targets uh, in the dynasty league. Uh, what did he have? The five catches or whatever it was, and it was uh, one five one less target with four 68 catches, yards. sixty-eight yards. Yeah, so he had you know whatever his routes run. I think he was targeted on eighty percent of the routes that he was run. So Kyler was looking for him. Uh, he had one less target than AJ Green and played you know on the field you know for twenty five percent of the time. I think it was twenty percent snap yep. share uh, he played this week. So he's a he's a big target of mine. Um, you saw him preseason. They kind of just used him on everything. Wide receiver screens. Um, Going deep over the middle, he's a he's a real target. I really really like him. Christian Kirk contract year. Hopkins is obviously going to they're going to do whatever they can to keep him, but there's going to be some opportunity there for him because you know there's there's definitely some end of contracts and you know you, you pick you pick your offenses right. There was always that question, as he said, that the Ravens or the or the Cardinals, which one passes the ball more? So you yeah. go the, with the, yeah. the high high passing offense in those rookie drafts. Man, Ky- how good did Kyle look on the weekend? He was just. He MVP. Looked, yeah, well, I think you, you called it, didn't you? Someone did on here. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> was me. Brew has as well, so we're on the same page. Give me yeah, a slight chubba hubbard here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's a excellent rookie analysis there. Uh, we'll, move, we'll move on. We'll go into some predictions, projections, whatever we like to call it, but we sort of touched on a few uh, lesser-known rookies. But out of, out of the quarterbacks, I mean, the quarterback class this year from the rookies was absolutely stacked. Like, mm. I don't really need to tell anyone that. Who do, who do you think will end the year as the number one rookie quarterback? Mac Jones. Where, while you're wearing your that, Patriots. Yeah, I was going to say, is there a bit of <laughs> that shirt going up in your eyes as well? Or? <laughs> I honestly think that he will. To be I, honest with you, I'm not far I, behind you. To be honest, I um I, I've been saying all preseason that I'm not as high on Trevor Lawrence as everyone else is. I don't think he'll be as successful in the NFL as he was in college. Whereas Mac Jones just has the type of game that I think is very suited to NFL, um, and he doesn't even have the star targets um, mm-hmm. yet. If the Patriots end up getting those star receivers, uh, he could seriously ball out, but. For this year alone, just based on what he did on the weekend, like I think he threw 29 of 39, he threw nearly 300 yards. That's in a debut game. If you want to pass rating as well. Yeah. Like if you watch Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence in their games, they they looked uncomfortable for the first two to three quarters. And then in the final quarter when they had to chase and sling a bit, then they started to look better. Mac looked good from the first drive. They might not have won the game, but the Patriots will probably lose more games than they do win this year. But I think they'll be competitive and a lot more competitive than they were with with Newton. The Jags looked. I don't think Trevor Lawrence looked bad. I think the Jaguars just looked bad. Their their offensive line was just diabolical. I thought, like Trevor Lawrence yeah. was having no time to get rid of the ball. He threw the ball fifty one times, which at the time I thought, holy shit, that's a record. And then when I looked it up, it was nowhere near a record. But no. I thought fifty one in these these days, that's a lot. Wasn't even the most for this week, wasn't it? Sure, no, there's probably four people over 50 passes. Well, Dak had 57, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? No, yeah, Yeah, so Brady wouldn't have been far behind either. 
yeah, yeah right. 46 or whatever it was. So I didn't look into it too much, but uh, but yeah, what what do we say about Zach Wolf? I'll go through the sort of there's Trevor Lawrence, who's a standout, and then there's Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, who are sort of all maybe in a tier together. Um, yeah, we'll say we'll talk about Justin Fields and Trey Lance for starters. Who's going to finish as the better quarterback at the end of the year? Big prediction. I'll start with you, Rowdy, because you're a diehard Niners fan. Are you going to sit there and tell me that Trey Lance is going to be heaps better than Justin Fields at the end of the year? I think Matt Jones is going to be QB (laughs) for rookies. Um, Like I'd love to say Trey Lance, but after Jimmy uh, played the way he did in the weekend, I don't see him getting a big share of the footy um, going off, well, not for the next few weeks anyway. Um, I think Fields, if he starts next week, he may have a chance. I don't, I don't, I don't like Lawrence what I've seen so far this year. He, he's not going to get any help from, from his O-line. He's not going to get any help from Chuck and yeah, uh, I, you need you need you need someone to catch the ball and to stop the the defense from getting to you. They can't do it. And they played like yeah to get rolled by Houston in week one. I think that's a they, real worry. They played the them. worst team. Mm. I mean, Houston was what meant to be the the rank thirty two. Yeah, they're not going to be rank thirty two now. They're going to be maybe thirty thirty one. Jags will get, Jags will get number one pick again. This year, I think they, yeah, I've, I'm kind of with you there. I think, um, Beard, what do you think about the Trey Lance and Justin Fields? Uh, so before the season started, I would have thought Trey Lance just because the amount of talent he's got, he is unbelievable. But like Rowdy said, Jimmy G looked really good as well. So I think Trey Lance will be used in a lot of packages, but I don't think he will take over the starting job for a fair while. Uh, Justin Fields, I've been on him starting this week. They weren't going to start him against the Rams, but honestly, if they don't start him this week, Matt Nagy needs to lose his job soon because Andy Dalton's not the answer to keep playing there. So if Fields starts within the next two weeks, I think he will be the best of the lot. But I actually would have said by the end of the year, maybe Zach Wilson, but losing Mackay Becton is a massive loss, so... I think the Jets are going to be in all sorts of trouble as well, and they've got no run game. So I think it comes down to Justin Fields starting within the next couple of weeks. And then, yeah, like Bruce said as well, Mac Jones is in a perfect spot. So he's just set up to enter the NFL and play the way he needs to play in that offense, and he's started off well. Well, what do you think about Justin Fields, Chris? Do you think he should be the number one starter and Andy Dalton should just take a seat from this week? No brainer. You got to put him out yeah. there. I mean, yeah, you're playing playing some tough competition this week, but I mean, when are you going to learn best? Right? Throw him in the deep end, get him involved. Um, I think he's, he's the kind of guy that could extend the play a little bit better than old mate Andy Dalton just sitting back there and getting smashed. So uh, I'd, be, I'd be putting him in 100%. I reckon if you don't, you're going to get. Your fans are going to be offside. You're going to get Alan Robinson offside again. Mm. Um, yeah, you, you've got to get him out there and at least give him a chance, right? Well, the thing That's is, our, our Bengals have got 
absolutely zero defense. So whoever plays against whoever's the starting quarterback is going to be uh is going to be throwing bombs all day. Alan Robinson's going to have a day out. Um, yeah, we'll touch on touch on Zach Wilson before we move on to any other position because Zach Wilson and Corey Davis, I traded heavy for that stack the last month or so after seeing them in in preseason, um, and I thought. Zach Wilson's just going to be throwing bombs all day. They've got no running backs. I don't rate Michael Carter. I like Ty Johnson. I don't like Tevin Coleman. So I thought Zach Wilson's just going to be throwing it to Corey Davis all day. He did a bit against Carolina. Um, maybe not as much as I thought he was going to. Um, I also tipped the Jets to beat Carolina. So maybe that was the reason why I'm a bit down on him. But um, how do we think Zach Wilson will finish at the start of the year? Chris, we'll start, start with you. He's got a pretty tough gig. Uh, he's been thrown into it pretty heavily. Mm. Um, yeah, as you said before, losing Becton's going to be going to be massive. Um, the O-line there has obviously always had issues. Um, I think they're still a long, long way away. And until they can actually run the ball, get some play action going off that as well, I think they're in a bit of strife. Um, Elijah Moore was one of those guys that I was, mm. I was pretty high on. Uh, landed at the Jets. And then they signed Davis, and I'm thinking probably not the best spot to be. Didn't see much from him in week one. Um, I don't know. I don't see him doing enough to to at least push the other kind of rookie quarterbacks. I think, you know, it's going to be a long season for him. He's going to be on his ass a lot as well. So two or three years away, the Jets still. Yeah. They need right. some really good picks mm-hmm. in the next couple of years, make some good signings um, because, yeah, they're they're a bloody long way away. Bruce, same question to you. What, what's your thoughts on Zach Wilson? I think he'll have he'll have good games and he'll have bad games. But as the others have said, that side has so many holes in it that I think they're four or five years away from being really competitive. Like this, they need to protect their quarterback for one. Like he's a gunslinger, and we know he can throw deep, and we know he's a classy quarterback and I feel sorry for him landing where he landed but Mm. if they don't protect him he's not going to be able to sling it and then you can't sling it all day you need to be able to rush and you know when guys become free agents like Latavius Murray did the Jets should be knocking those doors down saying come here come here at least that's something for them but instead they've got Coleman and all these other plotters and you know poor Michael Carter as well Michael Carter is actually a talented running back but you might not know it because of where he's landed, unfortunately for him. So I think he'll have moments, but I think he'll just be a little bit better than Sam Darnold was, to be honest. Yeah, I sort of I sort of think the same. The only thing that's really impressed me about Zach Wilson is his mum. And I think we touched on that enough last night. That's the most impressive Did thing about Zach out? Wilson. Hey. Touched on her mum, Touched on his mum. Jeez, it's a bit harsh. All the way from Australia. <laughs> uh, I mean, Wilson did get a bit of passer rating than uh, Rogers in the weekend, so it's not all bad. Throw the ball on the ground, you get a better passing rating. Did you, did you see that thing with um, Eli Manning and um, Peyton Manning? Peyton, yeah. Was it- I haven't seen it. I've seen oh, everyone okay. raving about it. You might actually be out in Australia. Yeah, how how do we watch it? I don't know. Oh, no. We've it got to get it. You got to watch uh, NFL Blitz on Sports Center for like the, that's where I saw it. Um, yeah, right. mm. So I it's not a Game Pass or anything like that. No, 
Well, no, they didn't have for them. Eli Manning's <laughs> rookie game, I think they were talking about. I only caught a bit of it on the highlights. And he got a lower passer rating in his rookie game than he would have got a higher passing rating if he took 10 snaps and threw all 10 balls into the ground than what he did in his rookie game. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I thought he said it was his debut game. I'm not sure, but I thought that was hilarious. Um, Baptism of fire, eh? Yeah. Um, now we've got a few minutes left before we take a quick break. So one position that I think will be nice and quick is the tight end for the rookies. I think I can only think of two off the top of my head that are worth drafting um, in startups or even in um, in redraft. That's Kyle Pitts, maybe Pat Frymuth. I can't really think of too many others off the top of my head that are worth drafting. Chris, do you know? Can you tell me anything about the uh, tight end um, quality oh, not, of tight end? Not much. There? Not much. Yep. You want to put your hat on. Uh, Frymuth was actually one that. Uh, is probably the only one that's going to push Pitts. And to be honest, he was pretty well involved uh, for his first mm. game at Pittsburgh. Mm. I, uh, I didn't mind his game the other day. Um, just had 50% of the snaps, so he was out on the field, ran a few routes, caught a few passes. Didn't look terrible. Um, but obviously, everyone's going to go for, for Pitts, right? But uh, a couple of other ones we looked at that, that didn't really land in good spots. Um, who was the one that we wanted? To, uh, I think it was Brevin Jordan and Hunter Long mm. and stuff like that. But they just haven't landed in anywhere. They can be used. So they're the two that you're going to going to be putting your hat on for sure. Yeah. Um, any other boys got anything? Like Trey McKitty was another one that I think he went, was he at the Chargers? Am I thinking yeah, of the wrong Chargers. Yeah. Um, he was one that I picked up in a couple of rookie drafts late just because I didn't think they'd pass the ball Jerry Cook because he's as old as a grandfather. But he sort of disappeared a bit. Oh, Trey McKitty. Great name too, I must say. Terrific name. Some of the names coming out of this rookie draft is just tremendous. Anyone Donald want to touch Parham, on the tight ends? Was it Donald Parham? Donald Parham was the guy they were hyping up in uh, in Charger Land. He's yeah, not I this picked year's him draft. up in a heap of dynasties last year. At the yeah, end of last, last year, year, hoping yeah. it was going to be something to start this year, but it hasn't turned out that way. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll take Brevin, break. Brevin Jordan went okay, I think, didn't he? For he plays for Houston, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think he went okay. So he could be a smoky to challenge the other two, but there's not really anyone else relevant. They've just got 400 tight ends. Yeah, they really do. Houston, that's the problem. Jordan Aikens and Pharaoh Brown and stuff like that in front of him still. Pharaoh uh, Brown, did did you guys see the catch, Pharaoh Brown, mate? The one-handed catch? That was freakish. It was actually impressive because I saw it. I went, oh, I think I own that guy somewhere. (laughs) Uh, Brevin Jordan. Deep taxi squad. Brevin yeah, Jordan didn't play, but Pharaoh Brown did. Um, yeah, because Pharaoh Brown's been trending on sleeper, and I'm going. Oh, it must have been him then. Yeah, he must have been the one that had a good game. Yeah, I'm. I'm and going. then uh, Atkins yeah. barely got a touch, I think. Um, a lot of two up. tight end sets or twelve personnel. Uh, and he, Brown was on the field seventy five percent of the time, and then Ooh. Atkins was on there for sixty percent. So they were definitely on the field, whether they were running routes or blocking. I think. Aikens is probably blocking a little bit more than... Yeah, yeah. Aikens had two targets, got both of them. So It's pretty typical for those Houston players, right? <laughs> Except for Cooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break. Um, I'm going to grab another beer because... Actually, I might have hot chocolate. I'm going to sober up a bit. <laughs> Different. <laughs> that is my... Uh, what do you call it? My go-to 
mid-podcast when I've started to get a bit erratic, started to be there, get a bit out of control, I need to calm down. Yeah, well, Milo. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll take, we'll take a two-minute break and we'll be back to wrap this one up. All right, we're back. I got a hot chocolate. It's a little bit cold. It's been sitting here for a while. It's got sheep on it. I thought it was appropriate. Lukewarm <laughs> chocolate. It is. It's oh, yeah, nice. Lukewarm ah. chocolate. Very appropriate, actually. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> we're actually, uh, well, speaking of appropriate, we're actually sheep farmers. So. I know. So, uh, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Jeez. So, Part of the flock, mate. Yeah, look, no, I'm, look. From, I'm from New Zealand. <laughs> That's why your friends <laughs> oh, you love us, Daddy. Yeah, look, look back through my Twitter. I had a, uh, I had a thread going of um, we had a potty lamb last week. Every day I'd give an update on CD. Um, CD the lamb getting fed at our dining table while I was recording a podcast. Um, anyway. The bearded man has joined us eventually. All right, we'll rip in. So I wanted to touch on some college players before we get into, before we move away from rookies. Bearded Dan, we are recording. We're into it. You're with us. I'm back. Yep. Um, so I wanted to touch on a few college players because I think we're all starting to look at that aspect for 2022. Rookie drafts coming around. We're all watching a lot of college football. I know I am. I know I'm trying to find every illegal stream I can find of every college game that's on on a Saturday. Um, I just I, I watched QB one a few years ago when Spencer Rattler was on it, and I don't know if anyone's seen that that series, but it was so good. Justin Fields was on it, I think. I didn't see that series. It's not on Netflix, but I watched the um, Spencer Rattler one. He was so cool, Spencer Rattler. The swag on him. You know I love swag on my. On my uh, players, I, I will draft a player just because he says cool things rather than his football ability. Um, so I, I love my boy, Spencer Rattler. Um, so let's touch on a few college players that you're looking out for this year. Um, I didn't write any down. I've got a few off the top of my head that I know to look out for um, when I'm watching games. But Brew, have you got anything written down? Um, any sort of anything that we should be watching this year through college? Uh, I love running backs. Um, so the guy I've got is Isaiah Spiller. He plays for Texas A&M. So he's about six foot one. Uh, what is he? 102 kilos. From what I've seen of him, he's really fast, like deceptively fast for a big guy. And he's really powerful. He runs really good routes. So he scored a lot of long range or even if they're not touchdowns, he's made a lot of long range plays. And he seems to split teams up the middle a lot. So he's the guy that I've got my, my eyes on mostly. Uh, I could have said Rattler because everyone knows about Rattler. Rattler threw bloody five touchdowns on the weekend, but he's and an obvious an choice. So I thought I'd, <laughs> I thought I'd have for someone that's a little bit less known. So he's definitely an idea, a guy to keep an eye out. I actually think he'll probably be the first running back drafted in next year's draft. Did you have anything about a bloke called, I think it's Brees Hall or Bryce. Is it Bryce or Brees? It's Brice. It's a cracking name. Oh, eh? Brice. I thought it was Bryce. <laughs> it's spelled have... Brice. It's spelled Brice, and I'm going to say it Brice. <laughs> have you got have you got anything written down for him? Because he was one that I know whenever I flick on college football, I try and look for his name, see what stats he's no. putting up. No, but I will now. Okay. <laughs> Chris, do you, have, do you have anything other? Any others? 
Uh, look, haven't done too much of the dive into the 2022 class. There are a few names, as you said, Spiller, uh, this Brees Hall bloke. I think it's Kyron Williams out of Notre yeah. Dame. He's one I'm going to look at. Um, back in the last year, had a good good end of the year. Um, you know, everyone's looking for that CMC replacement, right? The mm. new up-and-coming one. So <laughs> we do a big deep dive in our off-season. Um, we do a little series on our podcast. We kind of chuck three rookies under the microscope every week. And, yeah, so I haven't done too much, too much scouting yet. I must yep. say, but they're yep. the names that have uh, kind of popped up. But yeah, Spencer Rattler, what a name, eh? If he doesn't hit with that name, it's disappointing. And he's just like, you just watch him walk around and he just knows he's the coolest bloke on the field. He's just got that aura around him. I, I love it anyway. It's like Jalen Ramsey. Like we talk about Jalen Ramsey on our podcast all the time because let's, let's find a Jalen Ramsey quote today. It's like that, you know, and it's like Jalen Ramsey has sledged someone on the field and it's just hilarious and I love it. Uh, Beard, have you got any college players written down that you think we should be looking out for during the college season? Uh, I didn't write any down yet. I haven't got into the college season too much yet. I think the early games in college for the big programs, you can't really get a gauge on the players. Mm. They all look good because they're playing cupcake sides so a lot of the time, so... I haven't paid too much attention yet. Obviously, the quarterback battle between Spencer Rattler and Sam Howell mm. should be interesting for the year. And then there's a couple of running backs that might come out and you'll be happy to draft them early in the rookie drafts, but I haven't looked too far into it yet. I know I watched Oklahoma play last week just to watch Spencer Rattler play. And they beat, uh, I can't remember who they were playing. I think North Carolina or South Carolina or something. Um, and they beat them 75 nil. And they had Oklahoma had eight running backs put up stats. How are you meant to get a gauge on which running back to look out for when there's eight of them putting up numbers? But anyway, Rowdy, you got anything? Uh, not really. No, no, no players. Um, we are a bit I did early. watch, yeah. yeah, I did watch a, a, a couple of games in the weekend. I watched, uh, well, the weekend beforehand, I watched B, uh, BYU beat Utah for the first time in 12 years. Oh, how good was that? That was awesome. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, had a bit of a, a family family uh, association with it. My my cousins live over, over in Utah, so they were at the game for BYU. So it was uh, quite quite amazing, the scenes. So. Yeah, and um, I saw I saw the final of that game, and they just went ballistic, didn't they? Crowd yeah. went nuts. It's awesome. Um, all right, we'll move on. We'll move on from our sort of rookies and college players. Uh, move on from our dynasty section of the podcast, and we'll just move into some normal NFL fantasy. Um, something that we sort of touch on every week, but not really take a deep dive. And I want to look at what players that might not be um, household names, players that you're targeting in trades. And, I, and I'm talking about players that maybe a throw-in. Um, like I know if I'm trying to, if someone's trying to get a trade through me and they've got, I uh, can't think one off the top of my head, but OJ Howard, I, I really like OJ Howard, but I'll counter. If, if the trade's fair, I'll counter. And, I'll, and if they've got OJ Howard, I'll say, I'll just throw him in. He's just one of my boys that it doesn't, He's not really a name. No one really knows him too much. He's not putting up many stats yet. Um, but I always like to have him on the bottom of the bench in all my teams because he's going to go ballistic one day. He's, he's too much of an athlete. So I'll go around the room. 
who are your, I'm calling them under the radar players that you're targeting in trades. Um, I'll start with Brew. Um, have you got any for me? Uh, well, Tim Patrick, is that too well of a known name? No, that's a good one. Tim Patrick's, yeah. he's definitely a guy I'm targeting. I actually think he'll he'll be the WR2 um, for Denver. Uh, Hamler's more of a slot player. He'll be in the, mm. the deep balls, in my opinion. Um, and his numbers last week were actually matching Jerry Judy's at the time that Judy got injured. Um, and he actually put up really good numbers last year, and Cortland didn't look that good. Granted, it was his first game back, but I think he's a real sneaky pod this year to, to be – He'll definitely be their WR2, I reckon. Um, and even if he gets pushed back to three when Judy comes, I th- still think he'll have a large role. So he's someone that I'm looking to get in trades at the moment. Um, the other one who is more of a a deeper dive, I suppose, is um, Harry, Keneal Harry from the uh, Patriots. He's currently on the injured reserve. Uh, he was the first, he was picked in the first round by the Patriots a few years ago. And we haven't seen anything from him. We've only seen little glimpses of what he can do. Um, Brady, when he was there, never threw to the rookies. That's that's Brady's thing. He he has his boys and he throws to his boys. So he didn't get a fair crack that first season. Uh, and the rest of the time he had Cam Newton. And we all know what Cam Newton was throwing. And that was meat pies. So um, I'm keen to pick him up, but I haven't started actually doing that yet. Didn't he ask for a trade? I don't want to burst your bubble here, but. Pretty sure he's not at the Patriots anymore. Didn't he ask for a trade out? He's at the Patriots. Yeah, okay. He must be. I'm pretty sure. He, he, I know, I know just before the season started, he asked to be traded. I wasn't sure whether he actually got traded or whether he's still sitting at the Patriots, but he was trying to get traded. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure he's well within their plans now. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because he, he is a gun too. He played for, I want to say, Oklahoma. In college, just I think. my memory on that one. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember six, watching. Like he's he's six foot four. He's big, strong, athletic. Mm. Like he, he's got it all there. He just he just needs to stay fit and get the opportunity and get someone actually throwing him the ball. Um, Mac can do that. So I think there's a sneaky chance for him there if you pick him up and you just stash him that he could become something because you know a lot of people don't have you know, huge faith in Aguilar, even though he keeps putting up the numbers now for a full mm. season. Um, uh, Jacoby Myers, he's probably their WR1, but he had a few handling problems last week. Um, and Kendrick Bourne's more of a slot player. So uh, I don't rate Kendrick Bourne that highly. I could easily see Harry jumping him easily in the ratings very quickly. So, um, yeah, I like him. Yeah. I knew, I knew he played for a big college team. Um, and Arizona. he was Arizona, was it? Arizona State, yeah. Oh, that's not who I was thinking of. Yeah. Anyway, he was a he was a gun. Um, I remember seeing highlight tapes of him coming out of college and putting up big numbers. So, uh, Chris, who who are your under the radar players you're trying to target in trades? Yeah, Tim Patrick was definitely one of them. Even KJ Hamler, someone's going to have to come in there and be that that third guy um, until Sutton kind of comes in and does what he's supposed to do. Um, they're definitely two of my targets. If you can't get Patrick, try and get uh, Hamler. Uh, just going off off week one, there might be a few people already panicking. You know how it is in the fantasy community. Uh, if you can get Chase Claypool off his medium performance, people might be already starting to panic. See so how you go. Terrace Marshall is one that I'd be targeting. Um, I like love me some Terrace Marshall. Um, back end of the, probably a you know second half of the year thing. 
until they get their kind of their offense moving. Um, and one sneaky one for me, I'm, you know, dynasty. It's, it seems to be where I go all the time. While OBJ is off doing whatever OBJ is doing, if you can get a sneaky look at Anthony Schwartz, uh, mm. he actually looked pretty pretty schmick last week. He put up um, numbers, too. a few targets and put up some, yeah, put up some digits. And um, there's one big play. What have you got? <laughs> He's got the Terrace Marshall at the top there. Um, yeah, one big play that he just, the defender just got his hands in the right spot and, and knocked it away. Um, he was one big play away from having a, a decent game. So uh, there are a couple of my targets that um, just, you know, it might be a stash for a little while. Obviously, if you're in a dynasty league and you can get those guys, go and get them um, and, and stick them on your bench. But if you're in a in a redraft, have a, just keep an eye on them, I reckon, for that second half of the year boom. Certainly... Yeah, Terrace Marshall, I thought, was the kind of guy, the forgotten guy at LSU, right? He just went out and did his job. Yeah, um, he was number three. Robbie Anderson. Guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Robbie Anderson's obviously going to be the dude that's going deep. He's got the connection already with Donald. Um, you know, what did he catch? One pass? So, yeah. On the, on the weekend, one pass? I've got Marshall in three or four weeks taking over that backfield. I think that – I don't think it's going to take long. I think he's the most talented one in the group. Uh, and he's really high on my radar. If I can pick him up, I am. I've even in redrafts stashed him already, and that's redraft. Yeah. Well, look where he come from. Like he, he was behind Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson at college. Like how, how can you show off your full potential when you're behind them two? Um, he showed you, enough though, right? He, he, oh, showed, yeah. a, he showed a fair bit. Um, just, he you scored know, a heap of touchdowns. Stacked it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but guy. still... Stuart McGill was behind Shane Warne too, and he still would have been the second best bowler in the world for every other test nation in the thing. And sometimes that's just the way it is. You're stuck behind a champion. <laughs> that's a very niche little uh, tidbit there. Do, love, a, do uh, love my cricket. Second second best leg spinner in the world, and he didn't even get to play for Australia. Um, <laughs> Bearded Dan. 400 test wickets. <laughs> who, are, who are your uh, target uh, players you're trying to target? Uh, I'd like to go after KJ Hamler. I think they used a second-round pick on him last year. I know Tim Patrick had the job once Sutton went down last year, and he did fairly well, but you don't often see second-round picks not get too much of an opportunity, especially when there's injury that happens in front of them. So I think he's got the speed where he can take the top off, and I think they'll start to look for him as well. Um, I think for redraft... He won't be under the radar, and I don't think you'll be able to get him too easily. But I think Kenneth Gainwell is going to start to take over a lot in that second half of the season. I think you'll see his touches go up, whether it's in the receiving game or in the rushing game as well. And if Miles Sanders goes down and you've got him just sitting there on the bench in redraft, you're looking good. What about Boston Scott? I was high on him before the season started. Well, not high, but, you know, I thought he was the definite RB2 there. But now it looks like it's Kenny Gainwell. That was the only reason I wasn't higher on Gainwell for this year because I thought they were going to use Boston Scott more. Mm. But I was they... high on Gainwell because I didn't think that they had too much in the receiver department and Kenny Gainwell is a really talented receiver. So I kind of mm. felt that he might end up being your floating WR3 type role. And I thought because of that, running backs that take catches, obviously, are white gold. So that's why I was picking Gainwell up. But... Austin Scott going missing on the weekend and, you know, not getting any touches was, well, was wonderful for me because I own game well everywhere, basically. But it was shocking. I was really surprised by that. They didn't even put him on. 
Yeah, not play a single snap. Watch. It's craziness. I think the the thing in the off season as well, the, the the Eagles backfield, there was so many running backs. You had Jordan Howard in there. They brought in Carryon Johnson. They were bringing all these players in to compete. Yeah, I know it's Carryon Johnson. Like he's he's shit. He's done. But the fact that they kept bringing guys in put those question marks on why are they doing this. They, mm. they obviously don't have what they want there yet, right? So that, I think that's why a lot of people were kind of lower on these guys. And the hype was Boston Scott. Like everyone was saying, oh, it's Boston Scott and Sanders and maybe Gamewell will get in on third down. But yeah, for him to not be on the field, that's a big wrap for Gamewell. Yeah. Hopefully about, he gains well. About three weeks Game ago, well, Josh, the, uh, Josh the Whisperer sent me a message and said, who would you prefer, Tony Jones or Boston Scott? Who do you think Please I said? Please tell me you said Tojo. Say Tojo. <laughs> who do you think I said? This is Boston Scott. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. I said Could have asked his co-host. <laughs> I, sent him a, I sent him a message and said, I'm sorry. As soon as Latavius Murray got cut, I said, this is just, I knew that trope was going to end badly. <laughs> uh, didn't uh, carry on Johnson just go to the Niners? Isn't he going to be yep. now the RB1 at the Niners? <laughs> yeah, <he's>, dream on. <laughs> RB72. Yeah, and he'll still get a run as an RB1 after 72 injuries. He'll get a run. He'll get a run. They'll all get a run. They'll have seven running backs at the game this weekend. And we won't know who to start. Uh, <laughs> Rowdy, who are, who are you some players you're targeting uh, for throw-ins in trades? Carry on, Johnson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, last week it would have been Kirk, Christian Kirk. Mm. I think, um, but after last week's performance, probably not going to be so easy to, to get him cheap because um, he's now ranked 10 in wide receivers. Ranked 10. Yeah. Five for five, 70 yards, two touchdowns. Mm. Um, he's, 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 he finds that separation quite easy, so that's good. Um, and I'll throw in a 49er, Sheffield. Yeah, Sheffield's him up in a few spots. Um, and that is purely because I heard on a on a, on a different podcast that Ayuk wasn't uh, dropped. He dropped down on death chart for non-injury injury uh, concerns. I heard that it too. That's very yeah, that, hard to believe. That's that's yeah, ludicrous. Yeah. He was he was their standout player last year. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Going back to Christian Kirk. Check his stats last year before Kyler Murray injured his elbow. He was mm. really highly ranked in the receiver ranks overall. And then Kyler hurt his elbow and, you know, he was, wasn't throwing the long balls as much and was rushing a bit more. And then Kirk plummeted. So it's no surprise that Kirk started well this year. Yeah, that was one of the best touchdowns you'll yeah. see, that that massive one where Kyler was like over the shoulder, square-footed. Sort of throw oh, and it's yeah, massive. That, and, yeah, it was unreal. Like, two real see, good over the shoulder catches. One in the Seahawks mm, game too. Same thing. Did mm. you see Scary Terry's? Yeah, it was freakish. Mm. That was that was insane. That was a catch of the round. I don't even know how he stayed in. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, that was good concentration. Um, now, I asked, I asked you lads to write down some trades that have happened in your leagues. I don't know whether you actually have or not, and I don't really care if you have or not because. Uh, I've got, I've made, I've been trade heavy. I've been trading heavy today. I don't know what got into me, but I'm, I sent out three trades today and they all got accepted, which is 
very I literally just had one go through literally the second we're talking. You must have been in, in the same amount of as leagues as I am because there is just trades happening all the time in my 30-odd leagues. Um, all right, tell us that one. What was the one that just went through? Uh, this is a, a, a long-term dynasty league, and I've, I've started to get there with this team. Um, I'm probably a running back away, and I had the issue last week where I started Rojo and had Fournette on the bench, and I was like, you know what? Stuff this. I don't want to make that decision again. I'm going to get rid of him. Uh, so I've just acquired Jarvis Landry, Aaron Jones, and a 2022 second-round pick, and I got rid of Fournette, Jones, and McLaurin. To scary Terry, this the guy we were literally just talking about. Uh, my wide receiver depth is pretty good. I've got Hopkins and Diggs uh, and Justin Jefferson sitting there doing oh, things. Wow. So I could afford to kind of move McLaurin uh, and try and get one of these running backs. And I reckon after week one with Green Bay, uh, they're going to come out and they're going to absolutely smoke. Who are they playing? They're playing Detroit or something, aren't they? They're absolutely yep. going to smoke Detroit uh, and Aaron Jones. <laughs> so that's my trade, Jarvis Landry and Aaron Jones. On my, on my team now. So I'm pretty happy with that. If a red hot crack at it. Let's touch on Green Bay while we're on it at the moment because we didn't get oh, to man. talk about it much last night. Brew, what Here is going to happen? Daniel. What is going to happen? We'll start with you, Brew. Who's gonna, what is going to happen this weekend? What, tell, me, tell me two instances. What do you think will happen in this Detroit game? And what do you think mm-hmm. will happen if Detroit beats Green Bay? Uh, if Detroit beats Green Bay, um, there'll start to be a lot of noise about Rogers' future. I don't think they'll drop him after two bad games, but I think you'll definitely start to hear the noise. Um, if they're going really shit house, I wouldn't be surprised to see Love on the field again in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, though. Uh, I don't think Green Bay will flog them this week. I think they will put in a good performance. Um, I think it'll be a relatively competitive game. Um, but I think Green Bay will probably win by, say, seven to ten points. Beard, you're obviously a Packers fan. Yeah. What What do you want to happen, but what do you, what do you think will happen? I think the Packers blow them out. Rodgers will go 24 for 27 for 370 yards and four touchdowns. He's yeah. not going to come out like that again this week. Look, I'm not going to like, disagree with you, eh? Honestly, oh, they yeah, can't play like that again. The whole team is just awful. So, yeah. I don't and see Rogers, it happening again. Aaron Jones needs to rush the ball more. Like, you guys play so well off the back of, you know, AJ having awesome touches early in the sets. And it's like he barely touched the ball last week. The and, whole thing was off. And, so, yeah. Same with, yeah. yeah. But they Adams couldn't get a catch. It was, oh, it was shocking. I've but been copying be it like nonstop that. all week, but I'm not worried about it yet. So, yeah. And they you all dominated. keep copying it whilst this happens. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Rowdy, same question to you. What What do you think happens and what happens if Detroit wins? I think uh, Rogers will be out the door if, if Detroit wins. And yep. I'm not sure... Sh- when, when's that's the trade? A, when's the when's yeah trade window close? November second, but that's a really big call. You're talking about dropping at, at least top three QB in the league, well, and not, one of the best played, best quarterbacks the of the decade. Not the way yeah, he played but, last week, yeah. But okay, but people had bad games, and he didn't have much for preseason either. Yeah, that, like that's he, why he didn't know if he was staying or, or coming or going. Like yeah. 
now that he's got the kick up the ass from last week and he switches on and says, you know what, I need to be Mr. MVP again. I don't think that, you know, even if they do lose this week, that they're going to go, hey, Mr. Rogers, you know, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. See the fuck later. Like, I just don't see that happening. Well, he had a game similar to this last year and he turned around and won MVP. So he doesn't put too many bad games together. I mean, this, so what, same... who, the, who have they got next week? The Detroit and San Fran and Pittsburgh. So it's a so pretty tough could, run. They, they could mm. go 0 and 4. They could go 0 and 4. They could go 1 and 4. Uh, one and They'll three. win two of those. They'll beat Pittsburgh. <laughs> They'll beat Lions. They'll beat Pittsburgh. San Fran will be a good game. That yeah. defense will be interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Drew, Drew uh, the Saints flogged the Buccaneers last year too. So Drew Brees, <laughs> you know. It's week one. Like, Brady, so. <laughs> people come out week one and can chuck up anything. So, yeah. yeah. Um, we got any other trades to talk about? I've got a few, but I don't really want I mean, to talk about. Want? I've got you one that I've got offered. I got one that was offered today. Um, Devonta Smith for two first round picks, 2022, 2023. Oh, I Ooh. saw this one. Yeah. No, bird in the hand. I take Devontae Smith. If the 2022 class was a bit better, mm. yep. you'd almost you do it. If you, if you get halfway through the year and you're out of contention, yep, you smash accept on that. But I, right I now, I'll tell you, you who you I've got. Sure. I've, Can you I've name two few... wide receivers for next year's class? Because yeah, at this time last year, you could name two receivers, mm. that rookie exactly. receivers that we were going to look at. All I know is Chris Olav for next year, off the top of my head. I can't think of another name. That's why I would take Devontae Smith because he, he was so good last he year. Um, and he already has shown last week that he can separate, he can catch. I this don't know is, if you want to risk that. What if he ends up this being is a, Jefferson? This is a, 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 fan, um, a dynasty. At the moment, I've got Devontae Adams. Uh, sorry, um, uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, Amari Cooper. Devonta Smith. Um it's a and, pretty good trio. Yeah, mm. and I've also got uh, Waddle, uh, Devonta oh, Parker, and Devonta Parker. Uh, I can see Devonta. the logic behind making that deal for Devonta. the two first. So I mean, I, it's not like I'm I'm lacking in wide receiver depth. To running back depth, like my running backs, I've got Kamara, uh, Daryl Henderson. Um, so you've got a, a one year rental Carson. in Henderson. Carson. Carson's gone soon. If you could move those two first-round picks for a running back instead, that'd be the go. Yeah. Don't waste your wide receiver and try and get a running back instead or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm, oh, yeah. Hang on, you're getting the two first, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Getting he's two getting first. the firsts. Yeah. I would hold. If you could, yeah, I'd hold for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, me, me and Brew made a massive trade today. This is yeah. this is good because it's not complicated. It's very straightforward, and they're all big names. I like that. Yep. Uh, you don't need to value. Uh, you don't need to try and value a 22 first. Um, do you want to say it or do you, do you want me to say it? You could say it. Logan Thomas and Matt Stafford for Teddy Bridgewater and George Kittle and Drew Locke, if Drew Locke is worth anything. He was also in the Teddy Bridgewater, George Kittle. Just redraft? Uh, dynasty. It's a big, our main dynasty. S- send it to me again. 
Logan Thomas and Matt Stafford on one side. Yep. Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke and George Kittle on the other. Jeez. Who got Kittle? Brew. Australia. <laughs> And I'm playing to win this year. I've got a pretty good side this year. Like I've got Cook, I've got Adams, I've got Russ Wilson, I got Debo and Claypool. Like I'm stacked in that side, and that's why he said he was on a rebuild. So I knocked on his door and said, "I want Kittle." Yep. Jeez, I mean, you I got was, him cheap. I wasn't going <laughs> to. I did. I what? <laughs> Please. He, got, he went. Oh, hang on. I'll tell you what he went for in our league last. So he he moved last year in this main league that we've got. Let me just get him up because. It'll kind of shock you. You'll 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 be like, oh, okay. Hang on, keep talking. <laughs> well, I needed. So uh, I, I was playing. Um, I had Justin Herbert. This is Superflex League. I had Justin Herbert, Mac Jones, and Teddy Bridgewater. They were my three QBs. Um, I wasn't. I didn't want to play Mac Jones or Teddy Bridgewater on matchups. So the enticement to get Matt Stafford and just have Matt Stafford and. Justin Herbert as my QBs for the next five years was very enticing. Um, so we're looking super flex here. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it meant I had to give away. I did have to give away um, George Kittle, but I did get back Logan Thomas, which is not, you know, Logan Thomas is a, what, top 10 it, tight end. He so. was t- t- tight end three last week. Mm. Mm. Which wasn't hard. But, but this year, I don't know, because... He didn't actually get targeted that much last week when Fitz was on the field. Um, but when Heineke did come on, then he did start getting the targets. So, and Heineke's got eight weeks up his sleeve, and I think he'll borderline win that job in that time period. So, we'll see what happens. Um, but I think Logan will be fine this year, especially now that Heineke's back. Mm. Daffin's probably a good pick long term as well. Um, that that offense is always going to move the ball pretty well. So, yeah, I think the that trade I... comes. That trade that comes down to basically Stafford versus Kittle for me. Mm. Yep. So being a super flex, obviously Stafford has a heap of value for a few more years still. But I looking over it, I like Kittle. And you get Bridgewater, and then if he gets benched, you still got Locke for this year. Mm. And then you're sort of shuffling what you're doing for next year because I don't think Bridgewater holds a job long term. But who knows yet? So yeah. you get a chance I'm to deep- get George Kittle, you take it. PE is one of those positions, but if you if you have Kittle, Kels, or Waller, you have that advantage every week because they're typically going to score, on average, let's say ten points more per position than the others, yeah. and that just gives you the upper hand. And I feel like I can cover that with Bridgewater because while Stafford is a far much 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 better quarterback, obviously, than Bridgewater, and his job is safe. Bridgewater can get an RC 30 or 35 mm. because he loves a rush and he does stupid crap that it ends up in points. Whereas Stafford's more, yeah, he's your typical quarterback. He's not really going to rush, rush touchdowns and get the RC points, but he is going to probably throw four or five a week. So, you know, he's going to get 30, 35 points a week, which is gold. So I think it'll even out, but I think I'll come out just on top based on the Kittle factor, because if I go into a final and it's, you know, let's say it is Logan Thomas versus Kittle, Kittle might get 30 and Logan Thomas might get eight. And that's 22 points that would, you know, I'd be better off for. So that's why I went for the trade, even though I know I'm taking a hit at quarterback. Mm. Definitely a win now move, right? Yeah. It is. Yeah, and Kittle's team, still got a few a few good years left. So my team's not great. I'm 
I hate saying I'm a rebuild. I'm always win now. I never say I'm a rebuild, but this league, if someone else looked at it, they would say you're in a rebuild, but I hate saying I was tempted. Um, I was actually tempted to offer you Devante Adams for your three injured players earlier, but I couldn't do it. Uh, who was that? O- OBJ. Oh, this is the league. Yeah, this is the league. OBJ, got... Judy, and Gallup. Yeah, in my reserve. In my injury. Wow, that's lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Struggling. All right, we've got uh, three minutes. What's another trade that has happened recently? A nice, easy Daniel? one. Give me a nice, easy one. <laughs> I'm no, no, looking no, at no, that. No, trade. I don't think we've got time to go through mine and yours, bro. <laughs> it's that would be half an hour just on its own. Yeah. It's, a, but it's a good I, trade. There's a lot of pieces. Mm. It works well. Suck one. Yeah. I get my depth. Yeah. But just on things I've seen on Twitter in regards to Elijah Mitchell with people picking him up, there's people out there trading him away for second-round picks. And Dumb. there's even some that people are trading first-round picks <clears throat> to get Elijah Mitchell. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, well, I saw so, a second and a third today. Like, he got picked up off the waiver wire. And then an hour later, got traded for a second and a third. Desperate, um, it's like desperate moves, right? If you've lost a running back, you you think yeah. you're you're going to get it this year. It's just mm. a desperate move. You, I've seen his, his him go for a hundred out of a hundred on their fat budget. So yeah, yeah. people wasting a whole lot. He's one that actually back. He's one that actually backfired on me last week. Um, so I got uh, so it was Carr, McKissick, and Cup. For Gronk, Mayfield, Samuel, and Hardman. Debo Samuel. Yeah, Debo Samuel. But who was this the was first? Before, this was this was before the last week's game. So where, Gronk went off. Debo went off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so completely like I, I, yeah, like I gave Hardman. up my my second my second QB in, in Mayfield for for a car wasn't too bad, but. Seeing Gronk and and Samuel go off, that that that, that would that, hurt. That hurt. That hurt. <laughs> and then even worse was Ayuk got big fat zero. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Well, we're gonna have to leave it there. That's um, that was good. That was a good chat. There's nothing else. Yeah, that thanks for having really, me on, boys. Nothing else we really wanted to cover. Was there? Is there anything else you wanted to ask us or? I don't know. No. Hopefully you're enjoying the Survivor League. Just uh, be aware it's going to get more chaotic from here. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm loving it. None of these lads are in it, I don't think. Yeah. Oh, they um, might be in there next year. You guys could make a little alliance out of you four. Yeah, no, I'm loving it. I, I'm just loving it. I've got to be a bit careful now because it has got a bit serious, but I was stirring them up something chronic and, and yeah, I was getting death threats left, right. It was so good. Uh, yeah, making out like I knew exactly what the other tribe was doing. And so if you're listening out there, I know nobody. I know nothing. <laughs> it was all guessing. Uh, anyway, it was all a bit of fun. No, but thanks for having us on, boys. It's been a, been a good yeah. time. It's a good thanks, chat. Chris, it was very good. And, good um, job. We'll do it again throughout the season. Anytime. Five oh three to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a bra. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle of the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. 
And the players with hands on hips at the other end of the field are looking at him and shaking their head and saying, why, oh, why is this taking place in a Super Bowl?